Sairam, everybody, thank you for joining the very first inaugural session with uh, prayers and taking the blessings and presence of our, of our beloved Bhagwan, our beloved Swami. We are very happy to start this uh, forward-looking series. And for the very first session, we have somebody whom we are who is well known and very familiar, Mr. Satyajit Salyan. A few lines of introduction. He joined Sri Satisa Institute of Higher Learning in 1991. It is BSc, MSc, and then is MBA. Uh, that, that he passed out in 1998 batch. He then, uh, of course, as all of us know, served our beloved Swami for a long number of years as he also worked with Sri Satisai Central Trust. Thereafter, we all know the commencement of the Vidya Vahini project, which is taking Swami's uh, integral education mission uh, to schools across the country. After spending the found, founding years and building the basic foundation and structure upon which it continues to uh, function, he then joined Tata, Tata Trusts, wherein he was the head of the education vertical. Uh, so over a span of 10 years, he has, he has he has worked with individual students and teachers in rural school settings and has got the opportunity to work at the policy level at both state government level as well as the national government level. Currently, he is the vice president of learning management systems in Karkinos Healthcare, Karkinos Healthcare Private Limited. Uh, with these few words of introduction and on a welcoming note, I now request the speaker, Brother Satyajit Salyan, to take over. Over to you, Brother. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Manoj. Uh, uh, a very warm welcome to all the brothers and sisters of here. here. Uh, and it's a great pleasure to be interacting. It's been uh, uh, a while since I've uh, spoken uh, in uh, various fora. And uh, it's, it's always great to speak, uh, reminisce about the you know, great uh, days of inspiration and uh, vision uh, that drove us all. And uh, to share those thoughts, to share uh, the passion that drives uh, us all in the development sector is uh, of, uh, of, of uh, great uh, satisfaction. So uh, what I'll do is I'll start with uh, a little bit of reflection as to uh, what are we doing here? You know, this effort that Manoj has put in and some of the younger brothers have put in to bring us all together. Uh, you know, he's been at it for more than a year now trying to uh, you know, keep the energy of the development sector uh, WhatsApp group running. And uh, the logical next step has been this call, uh, this webinar series. And uh, you know, I'm very proud of uh, the youngsters who are envisioning things and you know, trying to uh, bring the convergence of, of thoughts, of ideas, of people, of like-minded uh, uh, you know, hearts and minds together. So uh, we hope that this you know, really picks up and that we get a purpose. Uh, these are these become really purpose-driven interactions, purpose-driven uh, engagements. Uh, so uh, one question that I was reflecting upon and I want to throw to all of you also for you know, reflection. I know it's a one-way one uh, traffic here in the webinar, but what is the purpose of the development sector? Right? Uh, you know, we, we are, you know, in the development sector, we are all purpose-driven people. We are always uh, conscious about defining our purpose, the why aspect is very important to us. Now, it is it is for all the other sectors also, but in the development sector, the importance that we give to purpose, to our vision statement, 
to clarify our theory of change uh, it's it's tremendous is it not uh, and uh, so each of our, our organization has got a, <clears throat> a vision has got a purpose but what is the purpose of the development sector itself why are we working why are we working towards what are we working look at any vertical right uh, look at the education sector look at the healthcare vertical look at uh, rural upliftment vertical livelihoods sustainable living uh, you know conservation environment uh, related work animal care civic society you now there are there are a million things that we do but what is the common factor that we are trying to achieve here right why are we working in the development sector what are we chasing what are we trying to accomplish why the struggle why those sleepless nights why do we you know go all the way go all out to collaborate with people why do you reach out to like minded people why the hard burns and the sleepless nights why the challenge of funding why are we struggling so much to retain our employees why uh, do we sacrifice the or or you know move away from those high paying jobs and continue to work in the development sector what what inspires us why do we exist so these were some of the reflections that i was thinking preparing for this call and you not know, thinking about the purpose of these discussions itself these were coming very strongly to me right uh, and each of us i'm sure has thought about it sometime or the other right uh, you know some would have done it deeply some would have done it fleetingly some would have done it consciously some subconsciously some deliberately right uh, now telling that uh, why why do we exist and some out of frustration now why do i exist man what the hell am i doing in this sector some out of inspiration some out of exhaustion oh, what is the point of it all uh, no uh, there is too much of energy but at whatever be the uh, you know uh, motivation for these discussions uh, for these thoughts we each one of us in some way or the other have thought about it some would have thought of it in a very very articulate manner right thinking that okay this is it. some would have just you know a vague string of words and thoughts telling that you know this is what we are trying to achieve this is the large purpose this is a bigger purpose but i'm sure each one of us have thought about it what are we doing in the in the sector itself you know we have some once in a while thought out of our sector our our small you know small work or our the sector itself not just education i have thought beyond education not just healthcare i have thought beyond healthcare what what is the purpose of our work at all right so you know if you really think about it the common factor here is human development isn't it all said and done it's human it's it's like a duh, no brainer it's a, it's a it's a it's a human development that we are working to right? we are in it for human development and that's it even the conservation work the uh, the, the the animal care work it's all also about human beings it's about converting you know making sure that we become a, a, a caring society we become a caring species we become nurturing as a species if every every single thing that we are doing in the development sector is about human development so if human development is the purpose right if that is what we are doing you know be in whatever way you know, in education we are doing human development in a certain way in in healthcare we are doing development in a certain way in livelihoods it is it is it is all set under the crux human development that's the uni unifying force that's the unifying that's the thing that brings us all together as this group called the development sector group that's the reason uh, you know in all these conferences and workshops that we come together we all, we have a common uh, shared uh, uh, bonding and 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 uh, a culture where we relate to one another and then say that okay we are uh, working and this, our struggles are the common our our struggles uh, be it in healthcare be it in educare uh, the struggles of working with individuals uh, 
just a minute just a minute uh, what happened my video is not uh, can you once uh, try switch off and switch on your video uh, or just angle the uh, laptop yeah yeah it's better, slightly better now yes yes what happened was there a uh, somehow it was not clear it was okay. not clearly now sorry sorry for that is it good? is it good now still there is it is a repeat off oh okay but is my audio clear audio is clear let's continue right. as, long, as long as we are hearing it's all right yeah okay so it's, it's the it's the thought process it's the uh, you know sharing of the ideas that are more important um, so uh, no, I, I was talking about you know the human development being the common uh, unifying factor right uh, and and uh, you know whatever work we are doing we are doing human development is the one is the thing that brings us together right uh, you know if you look at the inspiring vision statements of foundations and ngos right big big foundations big ngos you'll always see a grand purpose a, a, a grand purity a, a beautiful purity of uh, of purpose and it's a rallying cry right we're just trying to set a target you know all of them right like for like all lives have equal value is what msdf romano says everyone deserves opportunity everyone deserves opportunity is the you know simple uh, thing of uh, uh, you know michael and susan dell foundation access to learning opportunities to every child is another vision statement my own favorite my own personal vision statement that, that drove me for 7 uh, to 8 years was integral education for all by all for all by all right uh, you know building resilient communities one woman at a time Right, better health and healthcare for people. So various visions, right? It's all about betterment. It's about people. It's about bringing together of 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 human of 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 human development, right? Bringing together all resources to develop the uh, to improve the can of human beings to ensure that we lead better lives, right? And the the, the common. thread here and if you really look at human development the common thread here is removing barriers is not we are all in the process in the business of removing barriers to people's self actualization we are here to remove the barriers called lack of education lack of access to education we are here to remove the uh, uh, the, the the problem statement would be that i need to make sure that Uh, access to healthcare is a problem statement that we are looking at we re remove remove the barriers to the access to healthcare everything that we do are trying to remove the barriers right removing obstacles that prevents the human being from thriving removing obstacles that prevent humanity to express itself fully right that's what we we are we are trying to do and we as the alumni of this research at the institute of higher learning you know have heard this in a different language we have heard uh you know the the clarion call of our visionary master our uh, beloved bhagwan you know who says you are divine and the purpose of your existence is to realize that divinity how many times have we heard this right you are divine and the purpose of your existence is to realize that divinity in various ways various times uh, you know uh, various uh, languages we have been told this you know in in our 2 5 7 14 uh, you know 8 17 years of education some of us have done no 17 to 19 years of education there in that in the university in the schooling system we have heard this innumerable number of times that you are divine and the purpose of your existence is to realize that divinity there that's that's the holy grail is not that's the vision that's to be chased and you may fail you may stumble you may get stumped that 
I mean, with joys and sorrows, those are the joys and the sorrows of the of the path. But the destination is fixed. That we need to make sure that we are self-actualized. We are able to achieve that that uh, that sense of of perfect perfectness. We as individuals and we as a society. It's you no know, vision statements are that way, right? It's it's like a it's like a it's like a horizon there. We we tend towards the horizon, but we never reach the horizon. And that's the vision statement that that has been set for us. Uh, no, divinizing oneself while divinizing the human, divinizing humanity as a whole, divinizing oneself while divinizing humanity, is that then the purpose of the development sector? To make sure that we, you know, we as individuals, you know, present ourselves or uh, or expand our consciousness towards the the most effulgent uh, being that we can be, and we do that. By working for removing the barriers and allowing the effulgence of others to come forth. If you really look at it, right, whatever work you are doing, any work, you know, be it uh, working for the uh, for the inmates of a prison, being be, be it giving you know, social justice, being uh, be it uh, you know, giving those uh, opportunities for livelihood, the the things that dampen or the beautiful example that we would always hear is that. The ember, the glowing ember, gives gives right to the ashes, which which dim, which make the embers, you know, glow a little dimmer as as those ashes cover it. So, is the role is our role to keep, you know, pushing away or the blowing away those ashes so that those embers start glowing brighter and brighter, and we also start becoming effulgent human beings to remove all obstacles that that prevent humanity from expressing itself as divinity. Is that then the task? Set out for us in the development sector, and in parallel, like first is to remove obstacles that prevent humanity from expressing itself as divinity. But in parallel, to remove all impediments, flaws, character traits that prevent oneself from fully expressing one's own divinity, is that then our personal journey? Is that's a twin journey, right? You you because you will become better at serving others only when we have removed those flaws and character traits. Uh, no uh, flaws and characteristics. I'm using it as a as a joke. Right? That that was a beautiful joke. I had said that you know uh, uh, in in that peanuts comic comic strip. You know the one guy he told he tell Chuck says uh, you call that you call those flaws. Those are not flaws. Those are character traits. Right. So uh, so whatever it is, right? To what whatever is preventing us from uh, being uh, shining forth. Can are we are we removing them? Right. If that indeed is the common clarion call that each one of us, for each one of us uh, present here on this call, heard, if that is the call that we have heard, then should we be oper operationalizing that vision statement, right? Uh, should that be our task? You know, we are professionals. We are, you know, in the in the development sector. We are, uh, you know, perfect. We are we are mastered the art of converting vision to mission to strategy to annual plans to DPRs to PIPs to you know ME frameworks and whatnot to to actual execution. Right, taking the vision to the execution, should we then be using that expertise in this group to actually think about what is the common higher purpose in all our professional efforts? Should that be the tenor that we set for these talks and discussions and seminars? Should we be helping one another identify personal waterloos, demons on our backs, monkey on our back, so that we are able to? Individually, shine forth even better. Should we be working together to clarify, to revisit, to rearticulate 
our own institutional purposes in this light does that look like a good uh, you know a, a, a good uh, amount of time spent is it a good uh, use of the time that we spend together to to clarify our own roles to clarify our own purpose in life our personal journeys to clarify the path of our personal journeys as well as clarify our purpose within our organizations and whether they are aligned to a larger goal so i think that that was some reflection i thought i should uh, you know give uh, you know uh, as part of this introductory uh, talk and then see you know, see whether we can set some kind of a task for ourselves now, and and see the word divinity becomes too amorphous you know? it's like yeah uh, you know when we were students we used to get overwhelmed by this by the word of divinity and say that you know that's that's too big a, a leap for us you know common human beings to understand but but there are enough and more uh, frameworks that have been created for us i know one of one of the most musical frameworks is, is the one where you know the, all the attributes of of divinity are spoken about right always blissful uh, you know brahmanandam joyful you know removed from all impurities isolated from impurities kevalam yanamurti i mean the embodiment of knowledge beyond duality there are no uh, no see these if you really look at these things if you look at these words in in the perspective of your personal journey or in the perspective of the communities right vast like the sky right is is a, is a, is, a, is a word these are these are all poetic uh, expressions of 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 an aspiration that we as human being should have right uh, focused on reality right? that is that is something if, if you really apply these words focused on reality right it's called uh, you know uh, uh, laksham is is what you know swami says if these words are well thought through if we can focus on these words and then try to interpret that for our professional lives and our personal lives there is a framework that is available for us to work towards right one and only constant unshakable you know, a, a constant witness you know, beyond emotions you know, working with uh, you know uh, women's welfare working with uh, people who are uh, looking at uh, you know are are battered in the in in the households right like it does does the word beyond emotions or you know Does it does it make sense uh, that you break those barriers of emotions and then stand forth as as uh, uh, as powerful uh, individuals, the women, the women folk that we work with? So do these words? You no, know, what I'm exhorting the team here, exhorting the uh, community here is to you know pick up these words, pick up some of these words that we have heard in our childhood, in our earlier, in our in our college days, to really you know. to see whether that is applicable to our professional life today right and, and so you know the, the music the music with which some used to say the nityanandam paramasugadam kevalam gyanamurtim dwandvatpitam gagana sadrsham tattumatsyadi laksham ekam nityam bimalam achalam sarvadhi sakshi bhutam bhavatitam trigunarahitam i still remember that 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 you know that melody is is in the years and can we actually use that as a framework or can we or do we want a simpler framework you know for me what worked really worked was this you know what i like to call the systems approach to life another framework right vyashti samashti srishti parameshti just like uh, the finger is part of the of the palm the palm is part of the hand and the hand is part of the body 
so also the individual is part of the society society is part of nature and nature is part of divinity now it's it's a framework that systems within systems systems being part of the subsystems and subsystems of a larger system right and and that oneness that swami talks about that concept of samasti was so 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 inspiring to me right that my entire professional life has been about samasti thinking it's about thinking of the oneness of humanity oneness of the community is not, not it's not community right it's oneness it's samasti as an entity as a, as a, as a as an organic living being it's not not the, indi the individual is a living being but that, that samasti itself is a living being and to think of the next level that srishti is just one organic living being and then to visualize the step beyond that right whether these things help us to clarify our purpose in our uh, in our journeys in our professional lives right whether we can use uh, these frameworks to do that. and and my when i speak today about my own journey i'll i'll use some of these you know constructs to think especially the samasti construct to think you know of 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 of, of how that helped me think in my own uh, own journey right so you all know that you know i i was you know as manoj said 91 i had joined and uh, on 15th of july 98 i joined the central trust i was reporting directly to swami uh, for our all practical purposes the role was that of a, you know, an executive assistant right got a fantastic ringside view of the master in action right how he would be hands on about every small aspect of the trust yet how he beautifully trusted and empowered the heads of the institutions right that 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 complete knowledge complete uh, involvement yet empowerment right that that aspect i think that these are for especially for the senior brothers and sisters here these are all important uh, you know reflections uh, in, in our professional lives right how do i keep keep a good tab about what's happening yet you know encourage empower uh, self actualize my subordinates right that 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 thought process was always there so when we created the fellowship program my focus was always on making sure that the fellows feel self actualized that they feel that there is ownership complete ownership for the work that they do yet the the responsibility of delivering quality to the school rested on us on us as the senior management right how do we bring that beautiful thing you know uh, just just that ability to zoom in and zoom out go to the microscopic level yet being at the telescopic level and you know looking looking at the stars and the visions now there was you know the i remember uh, 2000 2001 i think 2000 99 2000 when the the plans of this bangalore super specialty hospital was being created there was a meeting and swami was chairing that meeting in the guest room of tre brindavan and and, he, and i was uh, peeping in from the side door and swami was asking questions about what is this room for uh, giving suggestions should this should the entrance not be like this there was the, the whole uh, the, the the facade of uh, of the building etc was being shown the detailed diagrams were being shown and he was they were all the engineers the doctors they were asking inputs you know should the operation theaters be here should it not be here very very involved discussions right and he is giving that overview of of the whole thing then he Breaks, breaks out of there, comes inside, you know, asks me, is, is the tea ready? Is are the pakoras hot enough? Have you brought coffee without sugar? Have you brought sugar separately? Right? Zoomed in to the micro thing about things, and then again zooms out of here, goes back and changes. And <coughs> each of us professionally, so. I've gone through these journeys, right? 
the ability to be able to 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 zoom in and zoom out i think is is an important personal uh, journey for us and and how do we <clears throat> do that seamlessly and how do we not micromanage and at the same time how do we keep in touch with everything that's happening these are all important tasks uh, you know and so those those years of uh, you know of of that uh, blessed uh, experience of of uh, of watching the master in action watching the uh, the inspiration of people around him watching him inspire and rally an entire international organization towards a cause right it was not he was not the one beautiful thing that we need to learn here is that a master does not uh, 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 align people to him he aligns people to a vision right that's the aspect to how do we how do we take away the messages of aligning a uh, a uh, 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 following al aligning volunteers aligning uh, aligning uh, your team towards a larger purpose towards vision these are all important reflections for us and th that is something that <clears throat> we got got to see i'll speak about my you know biggest passion for you no know, 7 years that became my lifeline uh, after uh, swami's uh, samadhi uh, and uh, the vidyavani program uh, you know the the energy that uh, we could feel the energy that uh, the entire uh, organization uh felt of that that program was in new, was unbelievable the 90 the 90 90th birthday uh, is is an unforgettable experience of of you know uh, 2000 plus uh, children and teachers and adults and volunteers coming in and uh, contributing the fifth anniversary uh, you know the i'll talk i'll try to speak about that journey with you know using some principles right of or that that we followed <clears throat> one was always be focused on the end beneficiary right i mean never ever move away from that focus so there was a big push for me to create an organization chart right and and you know there were multiple organization charts that were shown to us and we were we started thinking from you know keeping larger goals and then we were working with professionals like tvs uh, uh you know tvs organization uh, tvs motors they were guiding us and they were telling me you have to have an organization without an organization chart you will never be able to reach scale right and we re we realized that we do not want to put an organization chart like that right we wanted to uh, make sure that uh, you know we don't want to create that hierarchical system so our organization chart was all about the child in the center right we ke we kept a round organization chart i don't know many of you must have seen that Uh, i do not want to go into presentation mode i want to you know just keep it a free flowing discussion you know with the child in the center the child covered you know supported by the the teacher the student the teacher the parent and the school right and though that and that group of the teacher and the and the the student in the center the teacher parent and the school supported by our volunteers and then come comes all our specialized teams right the the content team the training team the 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 tech tech team and what not planning team etc so we realized that all of us have to deliver to the student right there is no no hierarchy here right so making so when we create an organization chart that way um, the, all our focus is towards the end beneficiary so probably that's a very important principle in the development sector and maybe for any other sector and to to make sure that uh, it is in the center it, it is that divinity that we are serving that child in the center is the divinity that we are serving and that is that is the entire garland that gets created for serving that divinity right it's an important aspect 
another principle of of this you know keeping the end beneficiary focus is empower do not spoon feed right it was very important for us that you know do, we, though we were creating lesson plans for the teachers we would always make sure that the teachers themselves would contribute back to the lesson plan so teachers are not spoon fed teachers are contributors teachers are are engaged in the whole whole process right uh, and very very importantly this this came to light very very strongly during the covid uh, situation in tata trust uh, and and the the and the you know the national response to during covid for the education right the principle here is focus on strengthening the immediate support system right the focus should be on strengthening the immediate support system for the child for the beneficiary and not to plan to provide everything from the center what was being visualized and again and again that was you know hitting failure was that the state government would visualize how do i send an sms directly to the students how do i make sure that the the lesson plans are uh, or the study materials are, re are reaching directly to the students what was being missed out here was that there is a teacher down there who is through telephone he, she is in contact with the, with the students with the parents with the, with the child's parents that was being missed out in state after state right to visualize that there is an end point there is there is a there is there is a government machinery that there is there is the government itself was not visualizing it government was trying to focus on a tech solution tech solution independently doesn't work a tech solution has to be has to make the best use of the ground forces right the 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 book i i would very strongly recommend the book called digital nation by uh, the former by the chairman of tata sons uh, chandrashekharan it visualizes that concept of digital and uh, digital right physical and digital they call it digital nation right the bridge between uh, between the physical uh, between the it it sector and the physical world it's it's, it's a very very powerful thing and and we in the in the Uh, organization in in Vidya Vani, we always used to ensure that we are not supporting the teacher. I would, I would insist that none of the volunteers would enter the class. Volunteers will only support the teacher, and the teacher is the one who would shine in the eyes of the teacher, eyes, eyes of the student. These are all important principles, right? We never undermine the teacher in education. That's very important. We never undermine the the ground staff who will continue to serve after the volunteers have left. so after after our staff members of the organization you know which organization you are working with after they have left it is the ground staff that will continue to be working there right i'll just check for time i've got about 10 15 minutes more uh, uh, second as second principle is think samashti right uh, uh, that that was one of the most beautiful things so that's why the the vision statement of of uh, vidyamani was integral education for all bio when you look at a problem statement the problem statement looks daunting but the moment you start thinking samasthi right telling that it is not me who is solving the problem it is not who are me that is solving the problem it is the entire community that is solving the problem it's all about ensuring that we create that united uh, front we created one organic unit again you know the samasthi is not about community it is about one organic being Right, so when we start thinking samasti, it is something to be done for all, but it will be done by all. So how do I make sure that everybody's role is clarified? Thinking the volunteer, thinking of the volunteers as much as the beneficiaries. What does the volunteer volunteer go through? What does your ground staff go through?
when he or she is serving the beneficiaries? What is making him or her tick? Right? How do you, what kind of frameworks do you create for, for a seamless and synergistic and safe engagement? These were the words that we had used, seamless, synergistic, and safe engagement. Right? How do we break break barriers? You know, all everything is about breaking barriers. I know it's it's about creating that oneness of existence, right? The, the collaboration, collaboration of ideas, people, and technology. We have to make sure ideas come together. Demystify jargons. Don't jargons are a big barrier, right? Have a clear framework. Right? We had that IIAP by 4C framework. Within 15 minutes, we could communicate the IIAP 4C framework to uh, to a new crowd. To teachers and and we could we could remove that framework from the blackboard from the from the powerpoint and uh, then using code we could ask you no know, we could we could figure out whether teacher whether the teachers have understood that framework or not it was a 15 minute articulation and they would be with us right a framework is very very important idea communication of ideas is very very important i think all, all of us know i think and these are all some important principles that we're talking about uh, collaboration of people, right? We had a one framework. I think that worked powerfully for us. What is in it me? Ask the. We used to have this role play. What is in it for me? Ask the principal. What is in it for me? Ask the, uh, the the block education officer. What is in it for me? Ask the student. Unless we empathize with the beneficiary, unless unless we empathize with the uh, the the last mile caregiver, we will not be able to get the collaboration of people meaningfully and of course collaboration of technology collaboration of ideas people and technology was the was the framework that we had created for vidyavani and technology of course you have to think of convergence interoperability etc right from the very beginning uh, so the first two principles i spoke, spoke, spoke about was stay focused on the end beneficiary think samashti the third third point here is think at scale right you have to think at scale right from the beginning you have to be beneficiary focused but at the same time your organization should be should be thought of in such a way that we are able to scale the moment we set the target we were working with three schools you know in 2010 working with three schools in by 2011 we were in uh, about 10 schools then for 90th birthday we kept a target of 90 schools that was a stretch right 10 schools to 90 schools is a ninefold increase in four years but for the 95th birthday we had already set a target of 950 schools you know adding a zero every five years was the target that we had set at the moment we start thinking from that perspective i know there are many many questions from the youngsters telling that how do i how do we start thinking about uh, you know should we be doing uh, solving problems at at locally should we be thinking about big pro big programs big pro big uh, solutions etc these these questions were asked and i'm sure you know all of us keep wrestling with this question should should i be solving for scale should i be solving for uh, the, the micro communities that we are working with right so we need to make sure that we work with the system i very very strongly believe that we should work with the system uh, and whatever it takes to do that that's important one very important thing that worked for us was to create work packages right make sure you clarify what what each volunteer needs to do if you have to think at scale it has to be again you know by all for all it's a semester thinking and you know our concept was atomic seva to create sustainable change atomic seva to create sustainable change one small act it but that act is so well designed that act which which a volunteer does is so well designed and so well integrated into the part of the whole system that it that it creates sustainable change right so it gives satisfaction to the volunteer for having completed a task yet it, it is an important integral part of the larger picture right? 
need to think on those lines. And also very important for the youngsters, right, to think of in terms of maturity models, right? Do not think of you, you know that you have delivered something at scale, but know that you will be doing that five years down the line. Do not think from today that you will be delivering. So you create your steps. What is your maturity maturity level one? What's two, three, four, five? When you think that, then you are not scared. You are not overawed by the the magnitude of the problem. You are saying that first year we are only going to be doing this. Second year, third year, fourth year, five, fifth year. That's how we'll start expanding our work. This is please for the this for my the younger brothers and sisters. You no, know, keep thinking, learn, keep uh, keep reading up that CMM. Uh, uh, you know, capability maturity model and learn how do you expand your uh, scope, right? And of course, for me, what was passionate was that all the work that we were doing came from personal experience, right? Uh, that, that that impact of integral education on me personally, right? I came as a as a nervous wreck from uh, Mumbai, right? You know, backbencher shouting from the back, but never had the courage to stand in front of the teacher and stand and you know and talk never 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 being able to do public speaking or 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 you know th there's no character right uh, that that uh, the ability to stand up and talk all that thing came because of the multiple interventions that i got in this in, in the college right it's the, the dramatics the dance the drama the sports the the massive uh, 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 sports meet party being part of that huge system the way it opens up a child's mind right this so the the more you envision the more you immerse yourself in the or or the more you work in alignment with your personal experiences your personal your family experiences the more empathy you will find with with the, with the people that you work with the communities and and without empathy development sector doesn't work right it is that you all know about that you know and what i really realized was that you know when there is a purity of vision it will always find acceptance it will it will expand, right? The purity of vision is important, right? You now, just coming to very quickly to my experience with the Tata Trust, you know, that gave me a stage for three, three and a half years that I worked there. That gave me a massive stage, right? And to really test out the uh, the the principles, the, the depth that we had gone into, the passion, the depth, the uh, the engagement, uh, the immersion that we got in uh, Vidya Vahini. Now this was a scale to to really look at the breadth, the the vastness, the the expansion expansion of that thing, right? And that's where I realized that the purity of vision will always find acceptance anywhere. So you know, I'll, I'll talk about some of the experiences there. But what we learned from uh, at Tata Trust was to avoid. You know, this this is for the seniors now, right? Uh, I know I'm talking for the seniors, like 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 crazy. Be passionate. Be paranoid about avoiding mission drift right do not allow mission drift do not there will be always pull, pulls and pushes to ask you know let's do this also let's do that also the the the, the crowd uh, the the you know the the end beneficiary is asking this we should do this also that also never do that i would say find a partner find the right collaboration to do that but do not allow your to your you to allow mission drift because we will not do our our job well and we will blotch the work that we are taking up because we have to stick to our core competencies second thing that we learned was think systemic you have to think systemic now systemic thinking is not easy to align with a working uh, working or non work not were not not working so well government machinery is not easy but there is a machinery that machinery is important 
to be engaged with because otherwise you'll end up creating parallel systems. There's always a satisfaction, especially for a trust like the Tata Trust. There is always a you know thing that okay, we'll we'll work, we'll create our own you know, hundred schools or two hundred schools, and we'll do the best for these uh, students. Right? I had seen programs where you know uh, the amount of program that uh, that the amount of money that would go into a hundred school program, we could complete an entire state when we engage with the system. But the engagement methodology is different. The kind of employment, the kind of HR that you create is different. The kind of uh, of processes that you create are different. This again, I'm talking to the seniors here and the juniors should be listening in very carefully as they come to senior leadership roles. Do not create parallel systems, right? So just to give an example of what we did in the Tata Trust, we, you know, we had the vision, you know, we created the vision, articulated the vision of quality education for all, right? And when we spoke about quality education for all, we broke down that vision into four teams. You know, delivery of that vision was was the responsibility of four teams. One team was talking about deepening learning. Right, this is everything that happens in the classroom, everything that happens inside the classroom, the interaction between the teacher students, the pedagogy, the the new techniques that comes in, the new new uh, instruments that can be used, the new uh, tablet-based uh, uh, things, the AI thing that is coming in, all those things, you know, quality education, deepening learning. How do I deepen the learning? That team was focused only on the best research, making sure that everything that needs to happen, Khan Academy, would uh, know the, our relationship with Khan Academy, how do you fine-tune Khan Academy's work, how do you create better lesson plans, That that is the deepening learning team. Then there was another team which is about developing teachers. Right. The teacher in the deepening learning, the teacher is the center of attention in the in the classroom. But in developing teachers, the teacher is part of the community. Right. So this team starts thinking about how do I make teachers talk to one another? How do I do the teacher training? How do I make sure that the whole you know whole uh, teacher training uh, is interesting? How do I measure the impact of teachers? Right. These two teams, deepening learning and developing teachers teams, these two teams were focused on the vision quality education quality education part of the vision right and the whole vision is quality education for all right the for all part we had two more teams one team is called the broadening access team this team is you know what how we used to articulate was uh, how we articulated about that team was that this is the sociological the, the team that solves sociological problems right all the all the all the societal problems all the problems that prevents the child from coming to the school you know, migrate migration uh, related problems uh, uh, the <clears throat> caste related problems tribal uh, problems flood uh, challenges uh, you know uh, learning deficiency you know language barriers right cultural barriers various things all the all the all the problems that prevent a child from coming into the the school system and consume meaningfully all that we have created with deepening learning and developing teachers that problems were solved by the broadening access i don't want the deepening learning team to focus on the broadening access challenges because that's a social problem that needs to be solved differently right so that was the for all part so to how do you broaden how do you bring more people into the education system that's the for all part the other other aspect of for all is making sure it goes at scale and that was focused by a team called strengthening systems and this system, this uh, team is, you know, uh, we have Naveen sitting in front of me. He was part of that uh, that uh, that uh, team, which which sat in the government offices, understood how the government machinery works, 
right i i do not worry too much whether navin can solve uh, you know that uh, solve the, the classroom pedagogy problems i want to make sure that he is able to solve the relationship issues with the with the ias officers and the next in line and the next in turn so for the seniors who are visualizing these things i think it's important for us to create teams that are specialized and then make sure like 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 mad make sure that they work together right you have to make specialization and collaboration specialization and collaboration that was a big learning for me in the tata trust and you know i'll very quickly wind up now with uh, just a few examples of uh, of where i found satisfaction of of taking forward the vision of the the, the work that we had started in vidya vahini <clears throat> through the through tata trust right the work that we continued in tata trust the, the vision of integral education diksha was a very very satisfying experience right diksha was where you know i got an opportunity to sit at the steering committee uh, of the diksha uh, of, of the diksha steering committee at the mhrd right which was headed directly by the chairperson of cbse who, who is currently the principal secretary of education right ms uh, anita karwal a fantastic lady uh, a, a lady with a vision and the, the energy with which she drove the diksha program was unbelievable and and no got a chance to work with the fantastic people from organizations like uh, central square foundation but more importantly extend which has a, a vision of actually taking to creating the the pipeline that allows allows quality education to to flow to the you know, to the farthest corners of the country, of the country right and the the joy that i got was that all our work the 10 the 7 8 of 7 8 years of work that swami made us make the presentation to mr ratan tata way back in 2010 in july 2010 and the the work that we had done with uh, tcs for creating the <clears throat> the the lesson plan creation thought process the volunteering how volunteers give small contributions to this to to the lesson plans how we create uh, a lesson plan in small modular form all those things that was the exact same replica that we could suggest to the diksha steering committee right? i made a presentation to the diksha steering committee to the principal secretary on those lines telling that how do we visualize the the information the the knowledge been given to the teacher at the right time at the right doses how she should get access to just a small bit when she is doing uh, when she is accessing diksha uh, platform in the classroom how she should get a little bit more when she is doing it outside the classroom you know in 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 off school hours and how she should get a more detailed reading and more intense reading on a weekend right so how how do you visualize the teachers uh, life uh, life cycle and teachers you know a, a, a week in the life of a teacher and then align content to that so these were very very well received these these presentations from us was very well received and today when you know when we see even the vidyamani content being on the diksha platform it's a great great satisfaction to 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 see that you know that that the that decade long work that that the volunteers of swami's organizations had done today is finding its uh, fulfillment in in a national platform so that was a great satisfaction for me another beautiful thing was our work with badi parivartana this was badi parivartana was badi in telugu stands for school Uh, the school transformation program in andhra pradesh uh, we worked with the state government we worked with the principal secretary uh, with the commission of school education in ap to uh, to create their uh, 10 year vision right that vision 2029 vision 2030 uh, with you know and and what we were able to do was that the vision statement of andhra was happy resilient fulfilled and responsible children 
who are future ready right that's the vision statement happy resilient fulfilled and responsible call it hrfr happy resilient fulfilled and responsible children who are future ready i mean you could do your internal mapping to the insightful inspiring enjoyable participatory iieb framework of trusts of of the vidyavani right so the, the happiness the fulfillment the resilience the values aspect the inspiration you know the responsibility is the participative part iieb that, that mapping has done the, the the deep depth of thinking of vidyavahini right we were able to meaningfully contribute in the body parivarta program another satisfying thing was a work with goa where we created a quality framework and the ability to uh, for the government to to do quality assessment in all all the 800 or 850 odd schools in goa right that that was a fantastic thing and we were able to identify an organization appreciate the quality of work that this organization adhyan does because we in vidyavahini had created that framework for for taking a school from you know we used to have a framework called entering to mentoring right how do you enter vidyavahini at a at a level and then end up becoming a mentoring school and what are the what are the parameters that takes you a level so again as i as i was talking earlier to the youngsters that maturity model we have to visualize that maturity model was what what worked in the in the, uh, in, the in the in the schools framework and and that was something that is that today uh, it, you know it's 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 become a quality cell within uh, the goa department right and finally uh, one last uh, satisfaction just before i uh, put down my papers was uh, the completion of my of the cbse experiential learning course right we created a, an entire course for cbse which will on experiential learning on the principles that we have always spoken about in vidyavani and you know the the that it is not about rote learning it is about experiential learning the entire course was created it is on the diksha platform please search for that course experiential learning course it is so beautiful and so satisfying that this this course would eventually be you know uh, be uh, taken by nearly 10 million teachers about uh, about about 10 lakh teachers not a million teachers of uh, cbse right so it's 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 a great satisfaction to have uh, to be to be able to do this so with that kind of a satisfaction on swami's uh, 95th birthday on 23rd november i put down my papers with the tata trust having done you know on swami's 85th birthday was the inauguration of the vidyavani program uh, on the on that grand stage of swami's 85th birthday and on 95th birthday i felt that such an immense sense of satisfaction that you know put put uh, offered my pranams to the master and done you know put down my papers and uh, today working with uh, in the healthcare sector educare has done now healthcare let's see what uh, life has got for me and uh, <clears throat> it's a, it's a beautiful organization that we're working in the same energy of uh, of uh, that we felt in vidyavahini uh, that same energy we are feeling here in this organization uh, it's about cancer care and you know we'll speak a little bit later uh, you know i think i've uh, gone about 5 minutes extra Uh, but this is uh, basically the story and the joy of having worked manoj sorry for uh, a little bit of an excess uh, time and yeah thank you brother for this uh, wonderful session and uh, by being the uh, i'm sorry by being the speaker for the inaugural session you get these additional liberties of extending time so you don't oh. have to apologize <laughs> <laughs> so you, i think i'm guessing you are thinking why 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 weren't you told earlier about it can <laughs> you would have told yes and, and i'm also seeing that you already threatening the next speaker that's nice <laughs> not a problem 
when we sent out the form inviting registrations we received over uh, 70 odd questions and uh, we studied them and categorized them into various groups uh, would uh, we have distilled them to three questions i will start with the first one uh, that pertain to understanding indian education system as a whole uh, the the uh, person who asked the question acknowledge the inherent diversity in terms of culture in terms of geography in terms of language in terms of uh, the purpose uh, that one wants to achieve uh, the pursuit for going through education system is so diverse and and today now we are talking of uh, the new education policy so uh, we are at we are at the threshold point everybody seems to think that the past is behind us the colonialization past is behind us and now finally we have our own version of what should education uh, truly mean so having got a chance to work with state governments and national governments uh, what would be your take on uh, are we ready for this shift what do you think are some of the strengths of the system what do you think are some of the things that would be extremely challenging for us to uh, overcome and still be able to meet uh, the desired future of course our strength is creating policy that that is that is already there is always a great strength and uh, I guess yeah, that is also. Sorry. I guess that is also the fear that we we stop at policy. Yeah, that that's that's the thing. So that that was a tongue in the cheek. Uh, but uh, what I'm seeing is that in many states, uh, the focus on implementation is coming well. Right. I am. I was uh, very pleased to see uh, the the acceptance and the innovation of Diksha in Assam. right assam came out came down as a you know black horse came came from behind uh, up's adoption was extraordinarily good the the the, the empowerment of the teachers and we always have a envisionment telling that okay that, that's uh, you no know, nothing is happening in the state kind of a state but then when you see one level down when we see beyond the bureaucracy when you see the teachers the 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 passion of the teachers the the erudition of the teachers right i have great confidence that if you break the uh, the the unnecessary bureaucracy right one of the biggest challenges of the education system is that there are two chains of command one is the chain of command of the uh, of the you know uh, department and the uh, block education officer and those kinds of things other is the chain of command of the scrt and the you know uh, 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 district uh, institute of education and technology and the the so pedagogical chain is comes through the scrt but the administrative chain comes to the to the departments department of school education etc and they only meet at the principal secretary's level so one of the most beautiful points that i saw in this policy is the school complexes right the idea of a school complex is is to create uh, is to create the uh, headmaster of a, a high school as the complex head and that being the administrative uh, and the pedagogical head for about 10 to 15 primary schools or other other similar schools around right there are there are pros and cons of that you know there there is a lot of debate whether a high school teacher principal would understand the uh, the nuances of of a primary school and those things are there but the idea is that we are trying to the, the idea is to remove one layer of bureaucracy here and bring in that place they are trying to bring in both pedagogical and uh, administrative control right so so that is a is a very powerful thing and you know many foundations 
you know, we had actually, in, as part of Travel Trust, I had brought, brought in many like-minded people to think on that as the area of intervention for NGOs right? to, and foundations. That the school complexes, complexes is, is a very, very powerful uh, change agent. <clears throat> and, and, and again, you know, to think, and that becomes the implementation point. And if that implementation is delegated to that level, and within the big principles, if 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 uh, innovation is allowed at that level, that was a very very strong recommendation from uh, you know one of the former uh, heads of NEPA, uh, and and he gave uh, what's his name Professor, uh, uh, not getting the name sorry, uh, but that that's a that's a that's a very very powerful uh, approach that innovation should be part of that it is it it, it you know, uh, NEP can be a policy, but it cannot be a diktat that can come from top. It will have to be created on the ground. I think, and I think there is reasonable understanding amongst the, the, the people, administrators that I've heard to create, give that kind of a leeway. So I'm very, very positive about this NEP being uh, a, a game changer. We have got technology as a very important uh, thing. This is the first any national education policy in the tech after the 90s, right? Uh, when the when the tech boom started, this is the first tech-based uh, policy. So I'm very very positive about uh, the NEP and its uh, possibilities of implementation. Looking forward to reading from the from from outside the ring now, and uh, looking forward to seeing this. Everybody is hopeful that we will see a new schooling system in India given the NEP at play and also yes. mr prime minister's comment that next to health education is now going to get the highest focus both in terms of uh, his priority as well as the budgetary allocation going yes. to the next question uh, many many uh, expressed interest to know your view about the role of development impact bonds or dips as it is commonly known you know, yep. there is uh, return on investment, there is uh, outcome linked uh, payback and uh, so, so much conversation around it. And if I'm not wrong, at some point, I also thought uh, you thought about it very favorably. Uh, so definitely keen to know that despite so much criticism against it, or maybe I'm just taking the other side, I shouldn't do that. But nevertheless, I want you to uh, share your thoughts about what role it has to play. See, development impact bond is a is is all about the quality of outcomes, right? It brings in a tremendous discipline in the outcomes, right? Uh, and the beauty of a development impact bond is that again, uh, the, it it allows for innovation. It does not define. So uh, there are two types of funding. One is a grant funding, and that grant funding would give you line item wise. Right? You were in Tata Trust, and I also was in Tata Trust. We would give line item by line item. Uh, expense that you you will be doing this and this only if 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 they find something changing on the ground situation then they have to come back and do you know change and budgetary changes this, this, this. there's no scope for innovation whereas outcome outcome funds development impact bonds are outcome focused they tell that do whatever you want within the cap do whatever you want put at put, put your additional resources i don't care do whatever you want but get me the outcomes so, so, that, so that's a different paradigm. It, it is focused on outcomes. Now, the challenge of the development impact bond, especially in education, is that the definition of outcomes are very shallow. Right? I find that we can only do literacy numeracy. Uh, and you know, I had gone to some of the sites where we were implementing the development impact bonds. And what I found was uh, 
in that school there was a thriving energy right there was there were children who were performing at a different level the children were you not know, talking you know narrating poems that children were acting role plays there was uh, there was so much of social emotional development that was happening in the child but when we realize when we see the outcomes we are only looking at numeracy and literacy are they doing better in maths are they doing because that is easily measurable right so so unless the outcomes are well defined but now just again to to see what are the developments happening there is a consortium there is an entire consortium you know which which is uh, you know there are multiple participants uh, omidyar foundation michael and susan foundation uh, we were part of it for some time but then tata trust pulled out of that uh, these organizations are working towards creating a metric for social emotional development and if a if a meaningful metric measurable you know metric of social emotional development does emerge and and you know it is tested that eventually funding will start coming on those metrics right all said and done development impact bond is you know i i like the discipline part of it. so in natural i like the discipline that it brings because i am if i don't and again it, it de-risks the ngo okay the ngo doesn't if, if, if something don't goes wrong the ngo is not penalized it is the risk investor who has put the, so the ngo is de-risked so economically it makes the model has got tremendous merit only the outcomes is something that i am not not convinced about but for other uh, uh, things where outcomes are very very clear right they uh, for uh, sanitation and you know, wash area right uh, number of bathrooms can always be counted right so it's is good whether the weather here done or not is 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 uh, and uh, so it's it's uh, yeah so development impact bonds has got its pros and cons okay uh, so in, yeah so i think very soon probably we will have something called as mdibs modified development impact bond something to uh, settle the score between the those who are for it and those who are against it i think it will naturally evolve and it will find it's itself fitting in it's already happening there are multiple new i see that's the that's the innovation that's the that's the space the one thing that i like about that is that it is bringing in you know intellectuals finance biscuits it's bringing into the development sector. they are finding it greatly satisfying to structure things meaningfully that's a great satisfaction i i met you know saurabh who works for uh, social finance india excellent youngster right you know he is from uh, idfc he is now moved moved here and is doing fantastic work kundan is uh, one of our fellows who, who is now finding a lot of passion in the work is the financial biscuit right he is he is structuring bonds and etc so it, it is bringing in good professionals and and we always are in the development sector we are always in dearth of good professionals if if this brings in uh, one more uh, you know uh, good hearted uh, youngsters into the sector so be it keep keep but keep the watch on the outcomes of course there's yet another question uh, given that education uh, to certain extent is what the state would want the citizens to adopt and at the same time there are individual expectations associated towards uh, uh, linking on the cultural side of thing so there is this negotiation between what we want the masses to be educated upon and and what the masses want to be educated in so how how is this outsider's view and the insider's uh, need uh, negotiated when it comes to education can we have a standardized approach we see many technological platforms based approach that assumes that 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 takes the view that this is the bare minimum that the whole country should have 
yet there is the other view saying that education is very personal it is cultural it is it is it has its roots in religion family etc so uh, when one when the, when when it is the subject matter of the state and but at, but ngos have to work with communities how does one negotiate this last mile last mile interactions of outsiders view for 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 the beneficiaries and beneficiaries own expectations from the from the system so uh, what what you spoke about the state and the ngos that same tension exists between the center and the states right <laughs> uh, so sorry. the center wants to know to streamline things in a certain manner and the state so what what i've seen in diksha for example is that uh, though there is a there are certain guiding principles that are that important that, are, that needs to be sent forward as dictates the states have a great amount of say they they design their diksha platform the way the way they want the content that is uploaded on diksha is created by the by the state so uh, to, to that extent that 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 role is available for the states now does that devolve that uh, does it go one level lower to the schools or no that is something uh, that 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 has a it has sort of got its own pros and cons right there are uh, if if uh, no uh, what what you know from the uh, on on the two sides of the spectrum one is complete autonomy uh, to the school that complete agency to the school or the teacher or the student right to other other side where is you know complete autocracy right? that it needs to be there so where is the what is the sweet spot that is a question that even i have not been able to resolve right i've been wondering because there are pros and cons of both uh, both sides i mean there are advantages of of driving down because at least the basic minimum is going to be achieved right whereas the, whereas here you can you can create wonderful uh, uh, experience learning experience for the child but it always has the challenge of not meeting uh, national objectives not meeting uh, the 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 larger objectives of the education system which has been agreed upon as 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 a democratic uh, this thing so how so it's the same discussion right whether whether power power is there at the at the center or the state or the district or the panchayat the same uh, thing happens within the education system also so it it is it is that back and forth it is how the ngos operate in this uh, this uh, world is that you create you show best practices so always i have i have seen you know uh, broad minded uh, secretaries and uh, uh, you know uh, even district education officers allowing small pilots of ngos to happen and you know listening in very very keenly about about new things that are happening and and what what is seen as a monolith institution telling that okay it is a bureaucracy it doesn't budge in its way that is not the case i see those individuals the collectors coming and watching and then you know uh, pitching uh, that to to the to the education secretary i have seen district education officers speaking to the regional uh, directors and uh, going it all going all the way up to the commissioner of school education it it has got its own feedback loop that's why i'm saying it is very important for ngos to start visualizing systemically they have to understand where the button is otherwise they are they are trying to push the wheel you don't push the wheel you go and press the accelerator right you should know who's got the key and where where the accelerator lies so that that aspect is very important for all of us who are working in the development sector to 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 ensure to understand where that where the ignition key is so that's why that strengthening systems theme no is very important that 
thought process is completely different. They think policy, they think, you know, how do you how do you change policy? How do you interact? How do you develop relationship with the district education officer, with the block education officer? Uh, what what does it take to convince the block education officer? How many how do you sit patiently for four hours outside uh, the secretary's office? Right. So it, it, it's not about how well you teach in the class. It's about the patients uh, to doggedly uh, follow. And that's a, that's an that's an important skill in the development sector. I should very, very clearly say that your responsibility as a strengthening systems team is to make sure that your relation, our relationship with the government, the entire hierarchy is, is paka. You will not be measured for uh, a pedagogical outcome. You'll be measured for that relationship. We need to create metrics for that relationship. How many meetings happened on time? So actually, uh, in the, uh, you know, uh, in the project implementation plan or in the things that, that we used to measure in the uh, in the ME section the things were how many meetings happened on time how many uh, items of the minutes were actually implemented right that is the measure me metric right somebody sneezes at it telling that what nonsense are you measuring there is no outcome these are all building blocks to an outcome i think that patience is is very important and, and that envisionment is very important for us to do uh, this long answer sorry no, no, but very helpful. What we did like uh, in your uh, approach is you clearly had some part of your talk for the youngsters and some part of the talk for the for those yes. who have white hair. I think uh, you did mention about a couple of resources that will be good for youngsters. <laughs> some resources such as TMM and some books that you did suggest uh, to understand the role of technology and its integration with physical on-ground resources. Also, one question from the audience was similarly, would you have any suggestions with respect to DIBs? uh any book or any particular resource uh, you know uh, website or book that you would suggest to get uh, you know deeper and understanding we have a we have a alumnus who is working specifically in this i you know, direct that question to kundan if you, i don't know whether he is in call but kundan is the person who should uh, you know give this thing you know kundan you are the fellowship scholar very much uh, I, he, he was in he was uh, uh, very much, I think probably just left a few minutes ago, but that gives us a cue as to uh, lineup of speakers we anyway need to prepare for yes. a subsequent yes. session. We can yes. definitely reach out to Kundan for an exclusive session on uh, DIBs. Yes, yes. Let yeah. me know if you want somebody else also to come join him, Saurabh or somebody, we can get people to talk. Definitely. So, with this, we kind of come uh, to the end of the session one. It's very, very satisfying that we have been able to. Uh, commence this series. Some apologies with respect to the uh, audio quality for so some of them did face. Uh, but we will definitely have uh, this video recording up on a new YouTube channel that's been created specifically to host this. And uh, to all the audience, we will have a mix of young and old, uh, women and men coming onto this platform. Uh, for years, we have drawn inspiration from TED Talks, but I think it's time to draw inspiration from within our own community. And uh, as a short form for development, we have said it as Dev Talks. And uh, all of you will see extremely uh, energizing sessions, reflective sessions. And uh, thankful to Brother Satyajit for having inaugurated this series and seek his continuous uh, guidance to ensure that we think five years ahead as to what this series should look like. Probably it should be at a state level or a national level stage, some of these sessions should go on to show the difference that uh, alumni of SSS IHL can make in the development sector, uh, given the master under whose guidance we have all been nurtured and cared for. With these few words, 
thanking you once again if there's uh, last two lines that that you would like to convey to the audience today no no i'm just happy that uh, who who will be the elder who will be speaking next now that the young, youngsters are finished the first call so <laughs> Sorry, anyway, but but uh, the, uh, but uh, you know, jokes apart, uh, you know, fantastic uh, vision, fantastic uh, effort. Uh, you know, it, I know it takes a lot of energy to to manage the time of people who don't stick to their original commitment, uh, who have to have certain travels, etc. And my apologies for not sticking to the last week's uh, schedule. Uh, but we were uh, in a train to Latur uh, on on that uh, evening. But uh, it, it was a pleasure. Uh, thank you for engaging deeply. I would like to engage uh, if if required for uh, pre prepping the next uh, talk, next talks, and you know bouncing ideas. I think some of the seniors also should uh, join in and you know make sure that uh, we we bring out very very high quality uh, discussions here. Thanks, Manoj, for taking this initiative. Thank you. Thank you. We will uh, thank you once again on behalf of uh, all the participants and behalf of the coordinating team as well. With prayers to Swami and seeking his blessings and guidance as always, we bring this first session to a close. Sairam, everybody. Thank you, Sairam. How do you disconnect?